My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the Summer Series Preview Podcast. It's episode four out of an eight-part series. We are previewing all the divisions in the NFL Giving you our analysis, our picks, where we're leaning, our best bets. Dog DeLeo alongside Joe DeLeo, Terry Tate, Bruce Corey. It is time to look at probably one of the more interesting divisions in football this year. It is the AFC North. And this is a division we saw three 11 win teams last year. We'll just start off hot with it. Joe, what are the odds we have for the division winners starting off like we always do in the AFC North? So the best odds for the Ravens are plus 120 on points bet. The consensus odds and best odds for the Browns is plus 150. The Steelers at plus 500 and the Bengals at plus 2,500. I'm like shocked at how high the Steelers odds are. Yeah, Steelers plus 500. Wow. Um. Let's start with the Steelers because they were 12 and four last year, won the division, sputtered pretty hard at the end of the year. Um, I think that this is going to be, you know, obviously with a team that won 12 games in the season last year, uh, 12 and four, won the division to then come back at plus 500. Some things got to be wrong, but they return. Their starting quarterback, who is a million years old, and Ben Roethlisberger. Um, 39. Close. They return Mike Tomlin, who is, as we have said before, when we bought the Steelers last year, has not had a losing season his entire NFL career, which spans pretty long. He is, just to get a, a win-loss total here, since 2007, he is 153-86-1, so a 64% winning percentage. Like I said, never has uh, had a losing season, has one Super Bowl, two AFC championships, seven divisional championships, and nine playoff berths. One of the – I think he's getting his due now, especially after last year. Um and just like how how good of a coach he's been for for that long, but they return both of those key components. They had a stellar defense last year. Don't really lose a lot on defense, and for some reason they're plus five hundred. Terry, can you tell me why? Uh, I believe it's the Ben Roethlisberger factor. Can't really move. Um, they're. They were probably the worst twelve and O team in NFL history, or eleven O team in NFL history. Um, their offensive line is not good. You could say hot garbage. Hot garbage, um, and that's not great for an immobilish quarterback at, at Ben Roethlisberger's age. Although he does seem to, you know, still be able to elude some some tackles, but. You gotta, you gotta think he doesn't have too many hits uh, left in that body. So I, I think it's the offensive line, and it's the quarterback, and 
I can also just envision a scenario where they're going to try to give Najee Harris like 30 carries a game <laughs> into a terrible offensive line. Yeah, I mean, last year, it like James Conner couldn't, I think he had like two yards of carry in like the last five, six games, and they kept handing him the ball. Like they, Roethlisberger had to get the ball out within two seconds or else like it was a sack or a two-yard loss. Um, but they, they have the receivers to do that. Uh, they ran a lot of wide receiver screens, a lot of like quick slant routes with Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, Chase Claypool, who highlight this again, second-year wide receiver, um, even though he kind of broke out pretty big last year. Um, but, yeah, though the offensive line is hot garbage. And kind of like the Washington football team we talked about in the NFC East podcast, defensive regression is real. Um, and it's very hard to keep from, from one, from one year to the next, like, yeah, they have TJ Watt, uh, Chase Hayward, Tyson Alualu, uh, all those guys are Cameron Hayward, not Chase Hayward, but a lot of those guys are top 10 at their position in the league. You know, they have, uh, Minga Fitzpatrick, still have Joe Hayden. Like there's guys on this team that are, are good on paper. So, you know, even if there is some defensive regression, I still think they can win games, but the offense, like you said, it's, it's not great. And it's not like they have a, you know, a rookie quarterback, like waiting in the wings, like we have with the Patriots who go into week one with a, with a quarterback that's probably, you know, going to have a bad season. Um, and even with Roethlisberger going 12 and four, he was 69 rated uh, 25th quarterback in the league out of 38. So did not have a great year, even though they still won. It was a defensive team. It was like the Washington football team on steroids, just with better skill players and a worse offensive line. Um, do I think the Steelers can surprise people? Yes. The only issue I have with that divisional number, even though plus 500 is pretty tasty, I'm not going to lie, um, for a Mike Tomlin team um, like the, the Steelers, is that I, I think the two other teams in this division and the Ravens and Browns are very good. That's my only issue with that. Uh, yeah, tougher division. Um, and a team that really hasn't gotten too much better. Um, in their need positions uh, is also, again, they're playing a first-place schedule in a division that might be the toughest in the NFL. I would say the, the NFC West is probably the toughest, um, but you can make a case. You can definitely make a case. Um, Joe, where are you at with the Steelers? I think that they're going to struggle. I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is just like we're just watching him get – like, I feel like he's been, like, old for the past, like, five seasons at least, but I feel like we're really watching him, like, get old. Um, and I don't know how – like, it, I, I don't really know how they're going to survive this year. Like like you said, their office has just been so bad. I mean, like, I could see Harris having, a, like, a decent year for a rookie just because maybe he's going to get a lot of dump-offs. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't think that this is going to be a great season for them. Uh, I could see, you know, 
they're they're for the start of their season is not even easy either. And, you know, if they, if they start, if they start off slow, you can maybe see some of these guys like kind of want to pack it in a little bit. Um, but uh, I'm not, I'm not very high on the Steelers this year. Gun to your head real quick before we move on. Steelers to make the playoffs. Yes. Plus 170. Are you taking that? No. Terry. Gun to my head. I'm going to say no. I, <laughs> I'm more like not taking it based on the, I feel like based on the other teams in the division, like I think that it's going to be hard for them. It's not like they can, like even the Bengals, I don't know to what extent you can necessarily just beat up on them in this division. Um, like I get that they're not very good, but you know, you still have Burrow um, who, you know, we haven't gotten to really see yet this year, but uh, you know, if he's healthy, the Browns are good. Ravens are good. Like I, there's no easy wins in this division at all. I don't think so. I, I could see them getting, you know, if they, if they struggle against the Ravens and the Browns, you know, and even if they split against the Bengals, like that's not, it's not really a good recipe to make the playoffs. And I will say the Steelers 2019, their health rank was ninth and 2020 health rank was fifth generally the NFL is a fickle business. You're going to see regression on those numbers. You're not going to stay healthy, you know, that healthy as a team this year as well. And that's kind of what you saw with the Vikings last year. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said before, it doesn't like that. It's not like they have a young quarterback way in the wings. It's Mason Rudolph who looked, has never really looked great at all. So. No. And as Joe eloquently put it, we're watching Ben Roethlisberger get old. But I get his point, and it's kind of like what you saw with Peyton Manning on the Broncos, where his first year he looked like the old Peyton Manning, and then he just fell off a cliff. Yeah. He, we watched him get old. Fast. I just think the offensive line, like, it's just recipe for disaster. You can see Roethlisberger getting hurt week four and him just saying, like, fuck this. It's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the favorite, it looks like, per the odds. 11 of 5 last year. We're talking about the team that can't seem to win a game in the playoffs playoff Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I, it's, you can see me struggling to, to come up with words for this team. Defensively, they're pretty good. Like defensively for, for all of the hype about Lamar Jackson and how he can't be stopped when he's on, you know, Mark Andrews, uh, you know, they've gotten some position players or some skill players on offense, you know, Ronnie Stanley, it's, it's the defense is good and they've, they've been better. Uh, I think on paper this year, the defense should hold over a little bit from last year where they're pretty good. I, I'm not buying the Ravens as a favorite this year. And it is, I think, because of the volatility of Lamar 
in that it seems like teams are kind of figuring out what to do with him. Um, you know, obviously breaks out in 2019, 90 PFF grade last year, 79.3, 2020. Um, and, you know, in the playoffs just has laid eggs uh, both years. But, you know, mobile quarterbacks, it's tough for them to stay healthy. I'm not saying I'm betting the Ravens to miss the playoffs or anything like that. Um, and I know they've been kind of like a sexy Super Bowl pick because the odds are pretty good. I just I just love one of the other teams so much more in this division, and I think the the Browns are way more of a complete team than the Ravens. So, um, you know, do I see a path for them to to win the division? Absolutely. I mean, they're the favorite. You know, it's it's pretty simple. Lamar kind of returns to 2019 form. Marquise Brown takes a big step forward. You know, J.K. Dobbins takes a step up. And, like, offensively, they're just clicking on all cylinders. And defensively, they, you know, they're, they're serviceable. And they were serviceable last year. They were ranked 11th in, in DBOA on defense. Um, I just, you know, you could see it. I just think that the Browns are a much more complete team. We'll get to the Browns in a second. But... What do you? What's your take on the Ravens? I'm just not buying like this dark horse Super Bowl. I, I mean, yes. Is there? Is Lamar Jackson going to have to win a playoff game at some point? Yes, but it would not surprise me at all. You said it before. NFL is a fickle business. If he just ends up, you know, kind of flaming out in the next couple of years, and we look at it, it's like, oh, remember Lamar Jackson? Kind of like, oh, remember when Colin Kaepernick torched people for three years? Uh yeah, what wasn't Greg Roman their offensive coordinator as well? Yes. Interesting. Greg Roman is on a three-year clock. Um, so I mean, the Ravens had the fifth easiest schedule last year, I think, and now they have one of the top ten hardest schedules. Um, so they're definitely they're facing an uptick in competition in the regular season. Um, but it's hard to bet against. Lamar in the regular season, he's what, 30, 30 and seven, I think yeah. I just saw. Um, so like you said, I, do, I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yes, the NFL is a fickle business, but I think the infrastructure of, of the Ravens just as a team is going to get them there. Um, they have smaller margin of error um, with their – route to to win a game you know it's it's hard for them with Lamar's passing and how, how their offenses run to to come back in games that that they go down uh, that they go down in so it, it while I think they'll win you know double digit games this year it, it again I, it doesn't seem like that's a victory in, in Ravens fans' eyes, um, is you know they're gonna need gonna need to win a playoff game. This team was last year. You talk about like the schedule. They were six and five heading into Week Thirteen. They then won four. They won five games in a row. Home versus Dallas without Prescott. Um, 
at Cleveland, which was a good win. It was 47-42. I think that was the Lamar takes a shit game, right? I think so. Uh, yes. <laughs> so you got that game. And then you got home versus Jacksonville, home versus the Giants at Cincinnati. So four out of those five games are just like cakewalk games. And I think people are looking at them like, you know, they were this like juggernaut last year. But if you look at like their wins, that Lamar Jackson um, toilet game was was their best win by far. Um, you know, not counting the Tennessee, the, the Titans game that won the playoffs. But they, they beat the football team early in the season before they really got going. Um, and they beat the Colts at home, or, or the Colts in Indy. And other than that, like, they're all just divisional games. So I could it could be kind of a fade here for the Ravens um, in in a, a team that doesn't look that great on paper. Like they look they look good. They all look great, and they're in a very tough division against a, a division that's notorious for like beat the shit out of each other. Like these these all these games are like crazy rivalries, um, and all these teams hate each other. So I, I think that there is. Definitely, there's a path for the Ravens to really underperform here, maybe even miss the playoffs. But I, I, I it's hard to bet against Lamar and, and Harbaugh. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bet against uh, the Ravens. I, I, I don't see any value in in the division or or in their uh, win total. So I'll, I'll wait to the playoffs to fade them. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Make the playoffs for the first time in forever. 11-5 and five, um, last year. And this is I, – I have them graded, and I've seen this a lot too. Uh, they're, like, very high in power rankings, but they're just so good on paper. Like, it is – they're right up there with the Packers, even without Baker Mayfield, even with, like, the quarterback differential. Um just like they're just so deep every position they have players every facet of the game they have players and they're deep um you know they didn't even have Odell Beckham last year who's like being overlooked I think this year um their offensive line actually like no I I know I've said a lot of teams have top five offensive line I think the Browns have the best offensive line in football um just in terms of like on paper grades everyone except for Jedrick Willis Jr. Jedrick Willis Jr. who was a top 10 pick last year as a rookie is rated above 80. Um, Wyatt Teller best guard per PFF last year. JC Treader second best center last year. Joe Batonio uh, fifth best guard like like every place on this line is solid Baker Mayfield quietly 85.7 grade last year, top 10 quarterback ranked eighth. Then you got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Rashard Higgins, and then you got the two headed monster of Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. That's just the offense. And, and Austin Hooper's on this team too um, at tight end. And David Njoku, who at some point needs to break out, I guess. Yeah, um, don't forget about Austin Hooper. We don't want his mom to write angry, angry letters to us. That is just the offense. Sounds pretty good, right? Sounds pretty great, Dominic. Should we go to the defense? I mean, 
you need you need a starting twenty two in the NFL. Miles um, Garrett, who has had eighty five grade seasons in every single season except for his rookie year, heading into his fifth season, might be one of the best. I probably one of the best edge rushers in the game. Uh, John Johnson, the third, 85 grade last year, third best safety in the league. Um, have some corners in terms of their options. Uh, Greg Newsom, first round pick. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, they stole in the second round as a linebacker, was a highly touted prospect. And I like totally forgot that Jadavion Clowney's on this team, too. So, yes. <laughs> they can stop the run. There's some guys here that are that are big run stuffers. They can rush the quarterback. Javion Clowney probably has to play one series, one round, you know, one down every third down, which might fit his play style a lot. And in coverage, they're pretty good. DVOA, they were actually ranked higher than the Ravens last year in defense. They were ninth overall. Oh, wait, no, actually, never mind. Sorry. That is not true at all. Liar. Defense, they were actually pretty bad last year, <laughs> 25th overall um, in defensive DVOA. Um, but I think they add a lot of pieces. And, you know, like you said, kind of with the Dolphins, they have a lot of rookies here, but they only kind of need one or two to hit um, to, to kind of be in a good position. And, uh, you know, they look a little bit better on paper than they did last year. So um, I think that given how good this team is offensively, defensively, they're much more improved than last year. I think plus 150, the fact that they're not the favorites to win this division, I, I get it's the Browns and it's just the Browns being the Browns and it's Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield was good last year. Baker Mayfield was really not the issue last year. The issue was defense. Um, but I think defensively they're going to be improved this year. And I think offensively they're just going to get better. Like there's really no reason for them to regress offensively. Uh, Stefanski seems to be like a good head coach. And I think they're going to build on that. So it's like, like getting into the playoffs and kind of, you know, actually performing pretty well in the playoffs and, and really almost beating and, and kind of dethroning the chiefs in the AFC I think was the best thing to happen for them because, you know, there's not this overadded pressure to get to the playoffs and break some crazy streak. Um, but I, I just think that there's a lot, a lot to like about this team. And I think that the hype is, is real, at least for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I tend to agree. I think probably the most important player is going to be Odell and his health and that just, that opens up the offense so much more if, if he's back to full strength. And I think Baker has matured where he isn't going to focus on just trying to throw Adele the football every single time, which led to some issues. Um, it led to the, the talking heads to say, are the Browns better at that Odell Beckham? No, that, that you're dumb if you think that. Um, but uh, having him back is going to be huge for the offense and, I think the defense will take a step forward this year um, with the pieces that they've added. And I don't, there's not much to not like about the Browns. And like, you gotta just root for them, you know? 
the, that fan base has been beaten down worse than the Dolphins fan base. So I have, I have a soft spot for them. Yeah, I mean, they have some room to grow in DVOA. Like, they were not the best, like, analytically loved team. But I really think, like, down the stretch, things started to click for them. Um, and like I said, they, they really almost won that game against Kansas City. Um, you know, that was the game where Patrick Mahomes got hurt and Chad Henney had to come in. Um, but, you know, they, they not only make the playoffs for the first time forever, they win a playoff game. Um, and I think – I think it's about time for them to have a home playoff game. And I think that's what's going to happen this year. So um, I'm, I'm buying the Browns. Joe, where are you at with uh, the Cleveland Browns before we move to the Cincinnati Bengals? Um, I think the Browns are pretty good. I, I like your angle on, uh, you know, on why you think the Browns may be better than the Ravens this year and like why, uh, why there's some value there. I, I think that at plus 150 at them to win the division, uh, I like that. Um, and also, you know, to have a top two finish, like th- I feel like the way the odds are kind of structured, it's more, I don't like, I'm not really buying the Steelers. So I definitely see them in the top two and considering the way that the season ended for both these teams, like I'd rather take the Browns with, uh, with a better line. Uh, I feel like they're a more complete team that they don't necessarily rely on, you know, like Lamar Jackson just has to be good uh, for the Ravens to win. And I mean, I guess that's, common for most teams with quarterbacks but i'll, I'll buy the browns that uh to, to maybe surprise and take this division i don't think it would be a surprise i'm like pretty i was i was kind of surprised that the ravens were were i mean they're slight favorites it's really like you know they're both plus money uh, yeah. but i definitely would take the the back the, the browns there i kind of wish that i like the steelers because that five to one line is so tasty <laughs> I know. Um, it's so tempting, but I just I just can't see Roethlisberger, you know, being able to stay healthy or getting any time to throw the ball. Let's go to the final team in the AFC North. That is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow returns for the second season of his career. Ended the year uh, prematurely with a torn ACL, and I, I like. I liked what I saw from Burrow. Like out of all like the young quarterbacks last year, I was most impressed with Burrow. I watched a few of his late game drives. Seemed to be always in control, um, always like you know playing within himself, not trying to do too much. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if they take a big big step here. Um, you know, I really don't know anything about their coach. Like Zach Taylor, you know. He had a pretty, pretty tough gig. Um, I think this is his third year, right? It is. Or yeah, no, so, it's his no, second it, year. It, no, it's, no, his, third it's year. his third year. Yeah, so first year they come in, worst team in the league, gets a gets a brand new slate with uh, with uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow ends up getting hurt, you know, midway through the season, finishes four eleven and one, um, but. And they had some other industry problems too. I think uh, Jesse Bates, who was their best player on defense, number one safety in the league, got hurt too earlier in the year, middle of the season. So they were plagued with injury problems last year. Uh, and, you know, can I see a world in which they put things together 
you know, the offensive line holds up a little bit enough to, um, you know, give Burrow some time and make some things happen. Steelers maybe blow up. I, do they, you know, at, at, out of a lot of teams that are projected to finish last in the division, the Bengals are one team that I can make an argument um, that they would actually uh, just out, outperform those expectations and, and get a third or maybe even a crazy world second place Um um, finish here. Am I, am I crazy for saying that? Uh, yeah, you are. I honestly, I got, I got dropped from the zoom. So I have no idea what you said. You crazy, you crazy man. <laughs> I said, um, out of all of the teams that are projected to finish fourth in their division, like the Bengals, I feel like have more upside than most. And it would not surprise me if they got out of the cellar in the yeah. North. I agree. I think they're one of the stronger quote unquote fourth place teams um, in the, in the league. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be pretty good. As you said, they have pretty favorable schedule in terms of rest and preparation. The problem is not sure that matters because Zach Taylor is their coach. Um <laughs> What's well, I mean? Like, I don't really know what to think of Taylor. Like, until he has like a full season with Burrow um, and like a and like a competent roster. Which, again, you can make the argument that this is not a competent roster heading into twenty twenty one, but it's the best roster he's had. So, you know, I'm willing to give him one more shot. I, I mean, I guess yeah, you can give him one more shot. I mean, it's it's all going to come down to I think the connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and what what magic, what sweet music they can make. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball because I don't I mean T Higgins is not bad Tyler Boyd is okay Tyler Boyd's pretty solid yeah they don't have it's it's gonna be Chase and Burrow what what can can they recreate their LSU magic from two years ago and and how is Burrow's knee Uh, their defense is not great meh so it's, you know, their, their two strongest positions are, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers. So they're going to need to score points. Burrow doesn't have a great offensive line. It's going to be scrambling a lot, testing the knee. Um, you're going to see a lot of catches from Joe Mixon. And if they had a better head coach, I would be more confident. Yeah, no, big question, Mark. I just think, like, out of those fourth place teams, like I was saying, like Burrow is probably the best quarterback out of those. I mean, maybe you look at like Kyler Murray in uh, in the NFC West. I mean, Sean Watson is the, probably the best. He's not. He's not. He's not good play though. I mean, is he? I don't even know what's happening with that. That's for another day. <laughs> that's for uh, that's for two episodes from now. Um, but yeah, no, I think that there's a lot to like about Burrow, and and like I said, I liked what I saw. You know, granted, coming back from injury is tough, um, but yeah, I mean, those fourth place projected teams, it's it's hard not to say that Joe Burrow was the best quarterback in those situations. Um, it's. I just have no idea what to think of the coach. So, I mean, could they – I mean, they, they had wins, like, last year. Their four wins, one was against the Steelers, and uh, another was against the Titans they beat. So, um, they've kind of – yeah. 
I'm not even going to say that they like show they could beat good teams because they lost, you know, 12, almost 12 games. <laughs> so, I, but they, they have been competitive, um, especially with Burrow um, at the helm. Like Burrow did beat the Titans 31 to 20, um, lost to the, the Colts by four points in Indianapolis, lost by a field goal to the Browns, and then, um, you know, had some other close games. But Burrow was was looking pretty solid, and they ended up having to throw out. I think it was like Brandon Allen out there, not the best. But if Burrow can stay healthy, I can see this team, you know, winning six, seven, eight games, uh, and just kind of surprises people. Yeah, uh, I I can't disagree. I just nervous nervous about the defense and the coaching. Things things can go sideways pretty quickly on that team. Fair. Fair. Uh, Joe, anything to add before we go to best bets? No, we're good. Let's get, let's get it. All right. I'm going to hop on uh, NF, or AFC North divisional winner, Cleveland Browns, my best bet. I found plus 155 on FanDuel. Um, so that's going to be my best bet in the AFC North. Uh, like I said, I think the Browns are just, it's, it's they're they're just so deep phrasing and i think there's value because i think they're better than the ravens pretty much every facet of the ball uh every facet of the game so i'm gonna take the best team on paper and then go with the browns and like i said i, got, I think they got a, a huge monkey off their back as far as the franchise is concerned by getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game this year i like it joe go ahead I am going to join you on that pick, Dominic, and take the Browns to win the division at plus 155 on FanDuel via your great odds digging. Well. <laughs> Do it. Do it. All right. Do it. Do it. Solidarity. Do it. I want to be different because that's my personality, um, but I will do it in solidarity with the group. Big there we old go. Browns division winner. I think we've had three divisions so far out of the four. We all have the same best bet. So, and I think we were one and zero when we did that last year because we had the Steelers to uh, make the playoffs. We were plus money. We were. I think. So. Yeah, I think so. All right, uh, that is it for the AFC North. We are halfway through the NFL summer series preview. We have the South and the West divisions to come. We will continue on with our next episode. The next time you'll hear us, we'll be discussing the NFC South and the, I'm I'm sure we'll hear some gloating from Terry on his Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which he identified very early on, hammered them to win the Super Bowl. um, And now he gets the glow. So we're starting to find some more diamonds in the rough So you're going to have to listen more to the rest of the Summer Series preview. Four out of eight. That's one out of two. We're halfway done. Don Leo alongside Joe DeLair. Uh Terry takes producer Corey. We will see you when we discuss the NFC side. God bless. Bye-bye. It's just one of those
Right now I'm dangerous 